global commodity. I am a global commodity. As I say to yourself again, I am a global commodity. commodity. I am a global commodity. Yes. Again, I am a global commodity. 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 Yes. Don't let anybody, any circumstance or any situation make you want to believe otherwise. Never. Not because of your current situation, not because of your bank account, not none of that. Don't let any of those things ever try to talk you out of the fact that you're a global commodity. Are you hearing me? Say one more time, I'm a global commodity. I am a global commodity. I am a global commodity. I am a global commodity. Not only am I a global commodity, but I am in high demand. All over the world. All over the world. Yes. I am a global commodity in high demand. I am a global commodity in high demand. All over the world. All over the world. In Accra, in Accra, I am in high demand. In Ghana, I am in high demand. In Africa, I am in high demand. In the world, in the world, I am in high demand. My goodness, Kapo Raka City Deva, Libra Tokosu. Welcome, precious one. The message you're about to listen to will bless and enlighten you, and you are delighted about this. Ministering is Reverend Elijah, Pastor of Christ's Glory Ministries. Stay tuned, and God bless you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lift your hands to all of it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father, for the privilege and opportunity to hear your word, to be gathered here, to see the ministry of word and spirit, to be strengthened by the ministry of your word. Thank you that we are fed each day with the precious word of God, whereby we are nourished, enlarged, and positioned rightly for all that your word declares concerning our our destiny, our lives, and our purpose in Thank you for causing us at all times to be aligned with your will and plan and purpose in the name of the Lord Jesus. And we live a life that at the end and on that day can be proud of and can give praise to your great for. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the deep and intimate knowledge of you. Thank you that the eyes of our understanding have flattered with light enlightened that we are able to thereby know is the hope of your calling of the inheritance in the saints thank you father through the ministry of your word and spirit we do exploits we take the world for jesus and we overcome in our personal lives our personal work all obstacles and challenges magnifying christ in us in the name of the lord jesus the word declares, if God be for us, who can be against us? And in this, we are strengthened, we are confident, 
and are built up by your word. We bless you, Father. We thank you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And all the same, shout a big amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. May be seated. Praise God. Hallelujah. But let's quickly go to where amen and get some more cells into our spirit. Hallelujah. Praise God. Look at the person beside you and tell them you are a global commodity. Global commodity. Tell them with feet that tell them you are a global, global commodity. commodity. Yes, tell them, don't look at where you think you are. You are a global commodity. You are a global commodity. Global now, say commodity. to yourself and emphasize, I am a global commodity. I am a global commodity. As I say it to yourself again, I emphasize, am a global I am a commodity. Global commodity. I am a global commodity. Yes, again, I am a global commodity. 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 Yes, don't let anybody, any circumstance or any situation make you want to believe otherwise. Never, not because of your current situation, not because of your bank account, not, none of that. Don't let any of those things ever try to talk you out of the financial global commodity. Are you hearing me? Say it one more time. I am a global commodity. 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 Not only am I a global commodity, but I am in high demand. All over the world. All over the world. Yes. See, I'm a global commodity in high demand. I am a global commodity in high demand. All over the world. All over the world. In Accra, in Accra, I'm in high demand. In Ghana, I'm in high demand. In Africa, I'm in high demand. In the world, I'm in high demand. My goodness, Kapuraka Libra Tokoshi. Listen, these words are not empty words. These are empty words. These are words you should write them down. You should print them, paste them on your bedroom wall. Every day when you wake up, you say those are the first things you say. You see and you say, I am a global commodity in high demand all over the world. Told you, don't let any circumstance, don't let anybody, don't let your pocket, your bank account, don't let any circumstance talk you out of accepting this reality. I hear what I'm saying. Don't let any circumstance, any situation talk you out of this truth. Unless you don't believe the Bible. But look into the word of God. Look at where God picked global men from. Look at where God picked national influences from. They were picked from places where it looked like they would never amount to much. What it takes to be a global commodity is a God factor. And God has picked you. I heard me. God has picked you. Hallelujah. David didn't know that being the least regarded eighth child, tending the, 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 the little sheep, he was going to become the king of Israel. Moses had relegated his life and ministry for some 40 years plus and became a shepherd. Little did he know. He was going to be the president of two million people. Gideon was convinced. Understand the word I'm using. Gideon was convinced that there was no way his family or his tribe even amounted to Gideon. He was not only the least in the family, 
but the least in the family of the least tribe. <laughs> that was how bad it was. That was how strong his conviction was. That, oh, as for us, nothing. <laughs> but one day, when he least expect, when he's going about his regular and normal duties, here appears the angel of the Lord and says to him, Thou mighty man of valor. He has seen an angel, but he is, his conviction is so strong that he does not even attempt to believe what the angel is saying. He doesn't even attempt to try to consider what the angel is saying. He quickly reverses and says, Who are you calling mighty? Because when you see an angel like that, I mean, you won't even be reverential. But no, his convictions were too strong. He knows that they the least of the least family of the least tribe. His destiny, his fate is sealed. But God picked all these people from these places where their circumstances and their situations did not look like they would amount to anything. Say with me one more time. I am a global commodity. I'm a global commodity. In high demand. In high demand. All over the world. All over the world. Yeah. Tell the person, sorry, take a good look at me, you will. Take a good look at me. A good look at me. Tell the person, respect me. Be nice to me. Be nice to me. Be nice to me. Because tomorrow, I might be owning that airline you are going to fly on. I will be owning. Say, be nice to me. Because tomorrow, I might be owning that estate you want to live in. I will be owning that. Hey! I hear somebody. Yes, I am a global commodity in high demand. Global commodity. That's how God wants us to speak. That's how God wants us to think. He wants us to think out of our situation, out of our circumstances. That is why He gives us prophetic words. That is why He gives us revelation. See, prophets don't speak according to the situation; they speak according to the view and perspective of God. They speak according to what God has already finished and settled because God is the Alpha and the Omega. That's why when prophecies come concerning your life, they do not emphasize or highlight what your current situation is or what you're going through. They emphasize and highlight what the mind of God is, what the picture of God for you is. And God wants you to have that picture in your mind. God wants you to have that picture in your spirit, in your heart. If you receive a prophecy, we're going to have five million dollars. Don't and don't 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 downplay the prophecy. Start envisioning what it feels like to have five million dollars. Mm. Start planning what you would intend to do with that five million dollars. I mean, if you hit five million dollars, they are thinking of paying tight. I put to you. No, 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 no. You should be thinking of paying fifty. <laughs> yes. I mean, that act is a covenantal act. I give it half to God. Ah! My goodness. And you must begin to think like it, begin to work like it, begin to practice this. These are the things that make you or lead you into wanting to be excellent. The inspirations that govern your life influence the line and the path you took. When somebody has the mindset that he or she is a global person, they want to carry themselves a particular way. 
you see? The day they wear shorts is a very expensive day. Because that day, it means that maybe they are showing their legs, but they believe in themselves that they are international commodities. Mm. So they don't reveal their body. So the day they wear shorts, that will be a very unique day. Because they have that belief. You may laugh at them, you may think they are being too much, they are doing this. Because it will always, many times, not look like it until it finally looks like it. No millionaire looks like a millionaire until they are millionaires. The only way they look like millionaires is if you have access into how their mind is working. And that is mostly hidden from me. It was very difficult to tell that Jeff Bezos would become a billionaire from how he carried himself unless you had access into his mind. It was very difficult to, to tell that David would be a conqueror and a killer of giants unless you had access into his mind. I hear what I'm saying. Yes. So God gives us prophecies and revelations so that we can see and drive ourselves in a particular direction. See, our language changes, our thinking changes, the goals we reach for and set change, they are different from the other person. Are you here, somebody? Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. First Samuel chapter 17. The toughest times are the times you have to hold on to the word of God when it's blatantly, blatantly looks like it's not. Let me share something with you. An illustration that the Bible gives us and that picks out certain pictures for us. Amen. Certain pictures of the scriptures that guide us. I mentioned it, I think, uh, yesterday that the moments that come before sometimes a major exhortation are the moments that look like the worst. See, for example, when you look at Israel and Egypt, the time when their permanent liberation was in view, was close, had come, was the time their oppression went to the west. Just before or just about the time of their permanent liberation, permanent freedom, that is the, that is the time that their oppression went to the west. Pharaoh said, leave them. Don't even get the hip. Let them go and find their way. Just before the permanent situation. It looks as if the closer you are to that major manifestation of the prophetic word or that major shift to a new level, it looks as if those are the most pressurized moments. And those are the times that many, you know, often some are tempted to give up or go off of the, of the track because the pressure has become just too much but it didn't become too much for nothing it became too much because you are so close it became so much because you are so close I hear that point the time that was leading to 
that glorification of the Lord Jesus Christ. Just before it was the time of the worst persecution, worst suffering. Just before the greatest glorification was the greatest suffering. And the intervals are always close. The intervals are always close. The intervals are always close. Just before the greatest glorification was the greatest humiliation. The greatest suffering, the greatest humiliation, the greatest betrayals. I mean, today when you mention Judas, what comes to your mind? Betrayal. The greatest betrayal was the betrayal of Judas. Yeah. And yet, that was what preceded the greatest glorification. Joseph had been through so many things. He had been in a pit. Had been sold. But none of those ones were hateful enough or were deep enough or humiliating enough. Can you imagine? Being a slave was humiliating enough. But now, a slave who has also been cast into prison. This is serious. Double humiliation. Do you get the picture? That's double humiliation. A slave who has also been thrown into prison. And watch what happened. The interval and the timing of being in prison was the time and the moment that would precede exaltation out of the prison to the throne, to the prime minister. I understand what I'm saying. There are many things that show us See, show us, even when you observe the coming of the master, the Bible reveals to us that at that time, the pressure will be more. Do you understand what I'm saying? And when we have insight from the word of God on some of these things, they help us to stand firm. They help us to stand firm because standing firm is part of the work of faith. Standing firm is part of the work of faith. It's not only the manifestation of the, of the prophetic word or the manifestation of the expected outcome, but learning to stand firm is part of the work of faith. You see, the, 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 the body of Christ, the church needs to be taught fully on all these levels, all these things, so that they understand that this thing is a complete package. When we say walking in faith, it's not only about the manifestation of the expected outcome, but then the ABCs from point A to, 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 to point D, from the point of desire to the point of uh, a manifestation of the expected desire, all those steps are all walking in faith. I hear you. Because when the Bible teaches us about faith in Abraham, it doesn't only teach us about the time Isaac came. It teaches us, beginning from the time God told him whatever, throughout to the time he had to be talking to God again, throughout the mistakes, throughout everything till when Isaac. All of that is the work of faith. I listen to me. Yes, so the work of faith is not only at the end. It's through. See? It's in through it. And let me tell you something. Never forget this. That almost always, many times, when God calls you, <laughs> He doesn't give you all the details within the call. He doesn't tell you how the journey will look like. 
So you are happily, you happily spread to the call. You are moving on your way. Or you are going to do this. Or you are going to have fellowship with that or whatever. Or the niche, whatever. Maybe the company, the business, whatever. You are happily spread to the call. Then you get to a place that hit us about. And then you are like, ah. <laughs> what have I done wrong? You've not done anything wrong. Unyashi, you've not done anything wrong. It's part. He just didn't tell you. Yeah, he just didn't tell you. Those moments are the moments that he gives you permission. Okay, so will you quit? <laughs> he gives you room to say no. Because he doesn't tell you everything that will happen on the chain. <laughs> are you here, somebody? He doesn't tell you everything that will happen on the journey. So that at every point in time, you learn to look to him. You learn to look up to him. And then, I'm not going to what is this? Sometimes you don't know anything. It's part. It's just part of the journey. You are just not told. What are you going to do? At such a juncture. Are you going to stay with the word? Are you going to stay in prayer? Are you going to stay in fellowship? Or are you going to mourn what is going on? Are you listening to me? Be like David. The journey from shepherd to king was hidden from him. Samuel came powerfully and gloriously anointed him for thou shalt be king of Israel. <laughs> thou shalt be king of Israel. God has chosen you. And went, bah, 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 you know, but he went. <laughs> David is received but he doesn't know that because of this anointing, his life is going to be in danger because of this anointing. Because he's supposed to get to the throne, a time is going to come, his life is going to be in danger because of this prophetic word and plan of God for his life. But some of the prophet didn't tell you. God didn't tell David either. What did David do in those times? He remembered his God. Many of the Psalms we have, we have are products of the trying times of David. He was still faith. I listen to me. Because you see, there are things that are very valuable and precious to God. And before and trusting them, he likes to prove those who are going to be the bearers of that gift of trust. Honestly. So when those circumstances, when those situations, when those occurrences happen, we are to maintain solid fronts. Are you with me? We are to maintain solid fronts in the scriptures, in attitude, in our communication, in our love work, in our focus, still on course. I hear what I'm saying. Still on course. Soldiers are not trained on the day of battle. They are trained in a time of peace. They are trained before the battle. Before the day of battle. So you can't be presuming 
that God should suddenly start training you on how to see visions or training you on how to be loyal or training you on how to give or training you on how to evangelize when he has now when he has given you 50 souls in yourself or 50 souls in fellowship or training you on how to manage finances when he has given you 300,000 cities in your bank accounts. No. No soldier is trained on the day of battle. They are trained for the day of battle. Do you get what I'm saying? Sir. Are you here? Glory to Jesus. Just before we close, let's look at 1 Samuel 17. I read this uh, scripture on Sunday. Verse 58. Let's verse 57. Okay, 56. And the king said, Make search and see whose son this young man is. He had asked of who David was. 27. And when David was coming back after the destruction of the Philistine, Abner took him to Saul with the head of the Philistine in his hand. And Saul said to him, Young man, whose son are you? And David in answer said, I am the son of your servant, Jesse of Bethlehem. Praise the Lord. And I mentioned that David brought unexpected glorification to his family. To his tribe. His family was going to be exempted from taxes and tributes. How, how sweet that would be. And nobody was expecting it. Probably the father had been struggling, you know, preparing the last amount to pay for this month's or last two months' taxes. Then now he is that your son killed Goliath. Like what? Why? David. Why? David. Then you now hear that David has killed the man and obtained the prize that the king sent, which was the tax exemption, getting married to the king's. Uh, uh, daughter yes. that is you know indirectly or directly becoming a prince mm-hmm. hallelujah I mean let's go back and read the benefits let's go back and read the benefits <laughs> hallelujah verse 25 I hope those online are participating following verse 25 first Samuel 17 it says and the men of Israel said, Have you seen this man? Clearly he has come out to put shame on Israel. Reading from the basic English translation. And it is certain that if, if any man overcomes him, the king will give that man great wealth. Great wealth. Great wealth. Who doesn't like money? Great wealth. And great wealth here, it will not only be in gold and silver, it will be in land and properties. Probably some extra cattle and stuff. Great wealth. And will give him his daughter. And make his father's family free in Israel. Praise God. The father's family free in Israel. Means no slavery in their family. No taxes. Freedom. So you can imagine, David's dad and 
earlier ended up walking through town and then whilst other young men are helping with family to gather money to pay for tax. This was like, oh, Charlie, oh, walking free. Free, suddenly. Abinadab, Eliab, who used to trek soldiers, now they are riding on donkeys. Because <laughs> great wealth. No, no, no longer like a Benz, now you are a city Benz. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> David brought this great glorification to his family. Hallelujah. And we have said, as we we're going through this series that those things that we have to win will come with great privileges, blessing, not only for us, but for our loved ones. And that we must understand that our loved ones, souls, masses, people out there must also become enough motivation Fast to win. I listen to me. Yes, sir. The masses out there that need a helper, that need guiding, that need support, that need coaching, and even the loved ones in your life must become motivation for why we must win. Winning ceases to be because of yourself, but now motivation is coming. From that man or woman, girl or boy, you may not even know, but you know that there's somebody out there who needs a church of God. You know that as you are, maybe you're a leader, you're a fellowship, you're a praise but you know that what the, the message you have, the understanding you have, some people in pants need that message. You know that some group of people somewhere need what is in your mouth, need what is in your heart. Have to wait because of it. and there are loved ones in your life. They might be not motivation. Every champion is not a champion just because of what they can accomplish, but because of who they accomplish for. Our model champion is Jesus, and he didn't accomplish anything for himself. He accomplished it for others. So why will we pray? Why will we fast? Why will we give? Because of others out there. I hear me. Sir. Because of others out there. Because of the hundreds out there, the thousands out there that need to come into what God has blessed us with, what God has given us. These are the motivations that must consistently and continually drive it. And then when you come into the closer circle of the loved ones in your life, you realize I'm going to win because of my younger sister, because of my brother, because of my dad, my mom, my cousin. I have to win. I have to win. My faith has to win. My faith has to win. My faith has to win. Because if I'm that one, if I'm that David, then at this point, my faith has to win because my family depends on it. My nation depends on it. These things give you a sense of purpose. A sense of purpose. And a peculiar passion for progress. Your thinking changes. Your thinking changes. And now you're open to God for how you should go about these things. 
are you listening to? When you consider these things, you don't sleep. You start. You see, you start. And the truth is that, like we have observed, winning is sure if you are prepared to start. You see? And once that win comes in, everything I listen to me. These things have to form the motives of your pursuit. I hear me. The reasons behind why you do what you do. The reason why your faith has to be as strong as it is. The reason why your your forehead has to be like a flint. Not harrowing or bending to any pressure. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. See, I'm standing. I'm standing. I'm standing. I'm standing. I'm standing. I'm standing. For this permanent victory. For this permanent victory. Hallelujah. Praise God. Yes. You have to win, not just because of you alone, but because of your family, because of the people around you. Because of many other people like you. Guys, do you know the number of people who are like you? Who, you, know, you see, this, this is the interesting thing about it. It always looks like your situation is peculiar. But God can show you 1,000 other people who are exactly in your situation. Maybe not exact, but similar. Almost within the same subject range. And the truth is that among all of them, God is sending messages. And one person among all of them must get the message, get the vision, stand and win. What happens when he wins? All the others, wherever they are, doesn't matter where they are, all over the world, they will identify with him and they will come and follow him. I'm telling you, why do I always tell you that you have potential? That do this, do that, do this. Because when you start doing it, you it will amaze you how many women just like you will locate you and come and follow you. The responsibility is about becoming a leader. Leadership is not just by title. It's taking the bull by the horns so that others can see and now follow you. And learn how you took the bull by the horns and won. Do you understand what I'm saying? That is why you have to win. Every success, every level that you are at, you must excel. You must win. And the others, the masses, the unseen soul out there, your family, loved ones, are all motivation for why you must win. Let me tell you something as we close. Understand that what David was doing, going to kill Goliath, did not look like it was directly connected to taking care of his family. Are you listening to me? Yes, sir. Are you here? Yes, sir. Hey. Hey. Understand that what David was doing, going to kill Goliath, didn't look like it was directly connected to feeding his family or directly connected to protecting his family. 
It looked as if he was just protecting the nation or just fighting for the nation. I follow him. Sometimes, as you are praying the way we are praying, pursuing the things that God wants us to do, it may look like it's not directly connected to providing food for the family. Is the Lord. That victory, which is obtained, eventually gets into everything. So you may think that, oh, I'm winning so right, or I'm praying, or I'm, I'm giving, or I'm doing this. It doesn't look like it's directly connected to the family. But when the victory came, what happened? All of David's home was exempted. They became direct beneficiaries. I listen. Some of the things that God is pushing us to do, it will not look like it is directly connected to personal benefits or family benefits. But win and see. Yeah. Win and see. And it will amaze you how suddenly all of these things affected your life. Affected your family. Affected your life. Change you. Your state and situation for the better. Because that's how God works. I listen to me. Sir. I hear me. Sir. Say I'm a winner. I'm a winner. Say I'm going to be a winner. Not just because of me. But because of the masses out there. That that need direction the masses out there that need life that need hope because of my family and loved ones that need that liberation that need that elevation that need that direction in the name of Jesus as a champion I win not just for myself but for others and for loved ones in the name of Jesus I win I win I win in the name of Jesus, come on, somebody go ahead and pray in the spirit. Stand up on your feet and pray in the Holy Ghost. You win not just for yourself, but for the family, for the ministry, for the masses out there. Jabra sole rendemono mojere de mosheba Parabano ke rabano sanibaye Jendele brasarana manoso E jebra teki ramo korono mojere de mojibaro de bos Jabur rabade de mosheba Destinies depending on the success of your destiny Many Unless you don't believe God Unless you don't believe what God has said about you But if you do then you come to bear the burden that I, I, I've got to pray, I've got to press, I've got to excel, I've got to do the uncommon, I've got to do the, un, 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 the, the unthinkable. Not just because of, my, of myself, but because of the many out there, the many whose destinies are connected to my success. So you pray, and sometimes a short period of prayer is not enough for you because there's still that burden, there's still that, 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 that heat, that burning sensation in your, in your, in your spirit, in your belly. There's still a bedding on your heart. And then they drive and they pull from the Holy Ghost. Pray some more. 
Pray some more. Pray some more. Pray some more. David said, is there not a cause? He couldn't shy away from it. The drive and the bedding was just there. Brother, that's how we have to live. That's how we have to push. That's how we have to run. Particular realm. And that will be the, the realm that will now become a new normal. Then now we shoot again. You see? Because at every level, our victory will impact a certain sphere. Are you listening? Yes, sir. Then God keeps increasing or stretching the reach of our victory. Do you know what I'm saying? God keeps expanding how far our victory goes. The lives it impacts, the life it reaches, the lives it reaches. I listen to me. Yes. That's how we have to live. Are you hearing me? So when we pray, this is how we pray. This is why we pray. These are the things that that, that, that weigh on our hearts. When we give, this is why we give. Because we understand what is what this is going into and what it this means for not just for ourselves, but for the masses out there, for the vision God has given to us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. When we move into a bigger place with more seating capacity, with better equipment, better stage, all of that win is not just for CGMs, not just for us. It's a win for the masses that are out there. Are you listening to me? Yeah. It's a win for the masses out there. A win for the loved ones in your life. It may not look like it at first. It's just a matter of time. Are you listening to me? Yeah. These are the things that are burning within our hearts, burning within our, our spirits, burning within our souls. And we refuse to be distracted. Are you listening to me? Yeah. We refuse to be distracted from these things. Because many are the distractions. Many are the things fighting for our attention, whether good or bad. And we have to refuse to be distracted. Is somebody listening to me? We have to refuse, we have to fight to keep and to, to maintain our focus. Because if we get distracted, it will all be for nothing. How far we have come will all be for nothing if we get distracted in the end. And that is what the adversary is looking for. Regardless of how it comes, it can be as sensible, as legitimate, but regardless how it comes, if we get distracted, we would have all been for nothing. Are you hearing me, somebody? Yeah. The hymn writer said, A charge to keep I have, a God to glorify. A charge to keep. I have a God to glorify. I hear me. If you remember, your obsession is a charge you have to keep. And this is it. For the next one minute, I want you to lift your voice and pray in the name of the Lord Jesus. In every capacity that you find yourself now in, you are winning. You are winning. You are winning. You are winning. Come on, lift your voice and begin to pray. For the next one minute, in every capacity you find yourself in, you are winning and winning big. 
You are winning and winning big. You are winning and winning big. In the name of the Lord Jesus. You are winning and winning big. You are winning and winning big. In the name of the Lord Jesus. You are winning and winning big. You are winning and winning big. In the name of the Lord Jesus. You are winning and winning big. In the name of the Lord Jesus. in the name of the Lord Jesus oh thank you Holy Spirit somebody get ready for miracles in this month of early July get ready for miracles miracles, miracles, miracles I see miracles in situations miracles of jobs miracles of businesses I'm seeing miracles get ready for miracles this month of July and this month of June and early July miracles testimonies, miracles testimonies, miracles testimonies, miracles in the name of the Lord Jesus within this 21 days lay hold on your miracle lay hold on your testimony lay hold on your miracle lay hold on your testimony in the name of the Lord Jesus lay hold on your miracle lay hold on your testimony in the name of the Lord Jesus miracles and testimonies Miracles and testimonies. Miracles and testimonies. Miracles and testimonies. Miracles and testimonies. Bande rikatola monomose badiaya. Banda ria kusoria mandele bojerekaba. Miracles and testimonies. Miracles and testimonies. Jeke raba sukemare deboje. Thank you, Lord Jesus. As we were coming to church today, within the traffic, I was praying in the spirit. And as I spent time praying in the spirit, the Holy Ghost said to me, Miracles. He said, Miracles. 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 That's what he said. And I want your spirit to be ready for miracles. Miracles in all forms, in all dimensions. Miracles. Miracles of provision. Miracles of protection. Miracles of elevation. Miracles of increase. Miracles of abundance. Miracles of favor. Miracles in the name of the Lord Jesus. Miracles. 
miracles. Lift your hands to him and bless the name of the Lord right now. Bala Raba Kuraba Santa Bakaya. Ah Kadushke Kasanda. Akula Bashaki Borobosi. I lay hold on my miracle, I lay hold on my testimonies. I lay hold, 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 I lay hold. I lay hold, Kadusha Bahaya. Jerebakando no Mozikabahis. Kedele Bekatosh Kabah. Samurate de Bekanamano no Mosh. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. I lay hold, I lay hold, I lay hold, I lay hold, I lay hold. Andur Rabasanda Rimanondo no Moshekebai. Thank you, Jesus. Paradia Moshande Barnebosi. You can listen to more inspiring, uplifting, and spirit-filled sermons and teachings from our man of God, Reverend Elijah, on Podbean, Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcast at Christ Glory Ministries. God bless you.